Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we're here to talk about why most people in their 60s are far more employable than what they think they are. Yeah, absolutely, Dallas. I, I, um, it's, it's something that you hear quite a lot. Yeah. You hear your clients or people that you're talking to in their 60s and, um, and you know, maybe they want to retire from full-time work mm. and or, or, uh, they don't think they have many employment prospects yeah. beyond that in a part-time capacity? I, th- I think it's probably um, a generational thing, obviously. Um, on average, people that are older have normally worked in one for one employer in one sort of role for most of their life, whereas younger people tend to chop and change a bit more. And so I think there's, there's, those, there's two parts probably where someone who's in their early 60s now and wants to stop doing what they're doing but maybe not in a position to... To fully retire and wants to go and get a part-time job i think they think that if they don't do the exact type of work that they've been doing for the last 40 years then no one wants them to do anything mm-hmm. and i think there's a component where they th- i think they think that the average employer is more ageist than what they really are mm-hmm. in terms of uh, you know if i'm 61 and i go and apply for a job and it's a you know part-time job they won't want me they'll want someone in their 20s mm-hmm. and so i think that it's on average, you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast who is thinking about the future, and we've said this before, most of the time when people are going to see a financial advisor, they're, they're ahead of the curve in terms of their mindset about things. So you know, the average 60-year-old who's listening to this or the average person who's listening to this podcast and thinking about maybe doing some part-time work throughout retirement, you're probably the sort of person that plans for the future, um, takes control of situations, is capable and is able to make things happen in their life those are all the sorts of things that any employer is looking for so I just and, and and reliable as well and so reliable, yeah. um i think one of the things that employers uh one of the worst things from an employer's point of view is is training someone up yeah and then having them move city or move yeah. jobs or, yeah. or and and look that's that's certainly a, a detractor for yeah. for younger people yeah. because they have that mentality generally that um, they're more fluid between employers and, and fluid between where they live as well. Um, by you know, it's by the time someone's got to their to their sixties, they're generally better down in that in yeah, that region. That re- yeah, that's and right. And then they value reliability. Yes. And and employers definitely value reliability. Yeah. And it's a great thing. I mean, financially, it's a, a fantastic aspect because because most of the time, yeah. Uh, a couple can earn $25,000 each, each from employment income and pay $0 in tax if things are structured correctly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if they've, they've, if they've been working with a good advisor who's actually gotten money into superannuation, mm. they've retired from full-time work or they've, they've yeah, let's, let's assume after age 60, that's a condition of release yeah. for their superannuation. So they can move their superannuation from 15% tax into a 0% super income stream. 
Now, the beauty of that is that um, internally, 15% tax on the rate of return goes down to 0% tax. But additionally, um, any money that they take out of that is tax-free. And the third beautiful thing about that is that that income that they take out... So, I'll use an example. Yeah. Someone's retired, a couple have retired, they're, they're 60. Yeah. They um, they've converted their superannuation into a super income stream. Tax rate goes down from 15% to 0% mm -hmm. on the rate of return yeah. inside their super fund. They want to do a bit of part-time work yeah. and they want to top up their income yeah. to travel and things like that. So, they take $20,000 each from yeah. their superannuation income stream that $20,000 does not show up anywhere no. on their tax return. It doesn't push up yeah. their part-time income that's, into that's a higher tax bracket. The point is, so it's not, it's not accessible. So if they go and earn $20,000 from, from, from work, it's not as though, it's not, it's not like their $20,000 of pension income comes in and then the 20000 goes on top of that that they earn and they have to pay extra tax on it. It's, it's not, it doesn't show up anywhere, so it's completely tax-free. It's completely tax-free. Um, and there are other tax offsets they could kick in. So I mean, again, from a from a an a accountant point of view, yeah. Um, when we say mm. you can earn roughly twenty five thousand yeah. dollars, we know each we person know it's not and like pay zero dollars in tax is not technically yeah. technically correct. It could be, yeah, because if you um, uh, age pension age, you also qualify for the senior Australians tax offset, yeah. which means that you know there's there's an extra couple of thousand dollars of tax yeah. offset there. So. So without digressing too far, mm. you can basically have a couple that, that earn $25,000 each, up to $25,000 each from part-time yeah. work. And that's, let's call that completely tax-free, virtually yeah. tax-free. Yeah. That, that $50,000, they can top up their, their income. Um, yeah, by, let's, let's use the same example, $20,000 each from their superannuation yeah. income stream. That doesn't show up anywhere on their tax return. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden, they've got $90,000. Yep. Yeah. Um, they've, they've, They've uh, kept their toes in the water by staying, mm. doing part-time work, and and they've got money to travel and things like that. That's it's a big one. You, you just touched on there. I think for a lot of people, it's um, in the back of their mind. That's what they want to sort of do. Almost is is they want to be able to go to work part-time. It's something to get them out of the house, keep them busy, keep them occupied. You know, feel like still they're contributing and 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 doing something in that way. A lot of people struggle to go straight into full retirement. Mm. If you can structure it so that your basic living, your living needs are sort of met from your from your income from your from your pension accounts, you can almost treat it as anything that you earn from work is just for fun stuff. So you get to travel with mm. that or go basically blow it. It's sort of it's almost a regression to you know when you're 20 and you and you first yeah. get a job and whatever you earn you just blow. You just go yeah. out and have a good time and don't think about saving. It's it's basically sort of on the opposite end of your career, it's that same thing where if you can structure things so that you've got a tax-free income that's coming out to, to cover your basic living needs and and that's still allowing your, your super and your pension balances to grow and, and get to the point where they can fully replace your income in future, it's, it's very easy to then get motivated to get up and go to work when you go, right, I'm going to go to work and earn $20,000 this year and that's going to pay for our big overseas trip at the end of the year. I think mm. that's... That's, I guess, that most people, when they're thinking about this, this is what they're really thinking about is, I want to do a bit of work so that I can then, you know, have some money to go to the pub mm. on the weekend or, mm. or go on a big trip overseas or do some of those sorts of things. And the, the fear, I think, for most people is that, and I've heard this from a few different people, that they think, well, 
yeah, but if I'm 62, who's going to want to employ a 62-year-old? And I just I think that most people are selling themselves dramatically short, as you just touched on. The average 62-year-old, you're embedded in your community. You, you know, you go, this is where I've been here for a number of years. This is where I'm mm-hmm. going to be. You, you've got, um, so you're reliable from that aspect with an employer. Um, you, you generally have a lot more life experience. So you, and, and people I think undersell that. Not you, generally, always. Always, well, you do have more life experience. <laughs> but you, you know, people, people don't take that into account. You know? No. When you, if you're a 62-year-old compared to a 22-year-old, you've seen a lot of things and mm. you've normally learnt how to interact mm. with people and you can get along with most people and you can sort of, Mm. make things work and, and, and make it all happen. Whereas a 22-year-old often maybe is more more energetic and, and mm. you know, maybe has a longer runway to, to to learn more. But at that stage of their life, they're not, they're not, they're not normally a great employee because they're, they're pretty hard yeah. to keep on task and they're pretty hard to, you know, they just haven't had the same, same experience. Yeah, so, and, and look, the way that work is going... There's more and more of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's more fractional work. Yes. So there's more. Um, we can put two people into a role and they'll job share. And from an employer's point of view, that's 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 oftentimes a better equation than having one full timer. If the yeah. full timer leaves, you bag it. Yeah, you are. You you need to train someone almost instantly. Yeah. If you've got two part timers. Yeah, they can cover. Then each they other. can cover each other. Yeah. One wants to go. Yeah, on a month's holiday, yeah. um, the other one covers them, or they can structure work around that. But you, it's it's not an all or nothing equation. And that's so, I think a, a great example of yeah. If you've got a sixty-two year old and a twenty-two year old, that's really as an employer what you want. Mm. You, you basically want a twenty-two year old who's at uni and is training up in in a field. If if you can if you can have them working twenty hours a week and have a sixty-two year old who's been in the industry for forty years and is able to come in and mm. and and like you say, is uh, going to probably be reliable, and and you know that you, that, that that knowledge isn't going to just up and leave the the workplace. They can also be helping to train the twenty two year old. So I think, yeah. I think again, uh, for a lot of employers, that's a really valuable thing: the ability to to not it's not a it's not an all or nothing thing where you go right. I will you have a sixty two year old, and then that you want them to retire so that you can employ a 22-year-old to replace them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's normally you want someone coming in there that they can be sharing that with, sharing the knowledge with and sharing the workload with. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you've also built in some redundancies into your business where you're not having to worry about if the 22-year-old ups and leaves, then, then you bug it. And if the 62-year-old up and leaves, then you bug it as well. So Yeah, and look, from a financial point of view, we, we love uh, when yeah. our clients say yeah, yeah, they want to work, they want to work it's part-time for... for you know, five years from 62 to 67. Yeah. Um, look, it takes so much pressure off their retirement savings. So yeah. you've got that that period of time where they they're still taking money. Yeah. Like in that example, yeah, um, yeah twenty thousand dollars each. Let's assume so yeah. forty thousand dollars from their superannuation income stream per couple. Um, but the alternative was that we're going to take eighty yeah. or ninety thousand yeah. dollars from that. So if they can if they can work part time, it takes so much pressure off that and lets it. Let's it grow in the earlier years. Yeah. Um, generally, I mean, our clients report that the clients that actually do that part-time work in their sixties report um, high levels of happiness yeah. in doing that, and and that's probably a. Um, I think it's ingrained in all of us, especially people like you said, Dallas. People that tend to be um, financial planning clients of ours are 
um, are people that have always had a work ethic and people yes. that have yeah been reliable and and, and it's 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 very hard oftentimes for them to 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 go black and white and what I mean by that is 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 it's 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 full time work up mm. until that point in the sand or that line in the sand when it's full time retirement after that. Mm. So that's what I call a black and white work slash yeah. retirement. Um, it's it's it is starting to change. It's becoming more grey hmm. where you work full time and then you you know you cut back to four days a week yeah. and you cut back to three days a week um, or you leave that full time work and then you go and get the part time job yeah. that we're talking about here or you go into job share and, and all those types of things. So yeah. so it's it's a really really valuable thing I think from a from a um, financial. From a financial point of view, it's 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 easy to crunch the numbers on how yeah, valuable yeah. that is. Yeah. From a an emotional mental point of view, I think it's 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 yeah. equally as valuable. And, and I it's think the obviously other, not as quantifiable, but but it's equally as valuable. The other part of the emotional side for me is um, even for people who don't necessarily need to don't need to work, and even if they do eventually want to go to full time retirement, it's a big shift. You know, I, I always use my father as the example of. I remember when they when they retired from from being school teachers and that was the running joke for the first three years of their retirement is that my father would say to me oh geez i just don't know what we're going to do for money this year and i was going you're retired mate that's yeah. how it works you've got <clears throat> we've we've set your superannuation up so that that's where you so that his money from. mate gets stressed yeah. and goes <laughs> to work for them Exactly right. He doesn't. He, he, <laughs> he doesn't get up and go to work. He doesn't even get up and go to work. His yeah. money is getting dressed and going to work. But I, I laugh because I. It is a, a. It is a hard shift, though. Yeah, it's it a is. Hard, and, it's a difficult I, shift. I, I've had a couple of. I'm, I'm seeing it more and more. Like you say, those those clients of mine, and, and I tell that story and tell that joke to them all the time. Mm. Everyone who's retiring, you know, I've seen a few people in the last year that I've had this similar conversation where they go. I know, I know the numbers. I, you've got your spreadsheet right there in front of me. I know the numbers. I know intellectually that I can stop work and, and just rely on that income. But there's something that they just don't quite almost believe it yet or feel comfortable mm. relying on that. And so it's an easy kind of way to go, right, I will, even, even though we know that financially you can and, and you know that financially you can, just you know keep a part-time job. And then that way, when you find yourself stressing about that and, and worrying about it, you, you kind of... You feel as though you're doing something still mm. that is is going to be able to to make a difference if, if if you know if you don't have the income that you need to to retire or something comes up you, you've yeah. got some other source of income and I think that's the, the other part of it I guess from a financial planning point of view from a technical point of view there is that the advantage of that part-time work as well is that you're then you have the ability to often to dial it up and dial it down as to how many hours you're doing and how much income you're yeah. earning. And you also generally have have a choice of how long you do that for. So mm. what that allows you to offset in, in some cases is, you know, if you're right on the borderline of having the, having the amount of retirement savings that you need and you think, well, and, you know, we have this conversation with clients where they might be right on the borderline of where they need to be, but if you have a, the first five years of retirement, if you have below average investment returns that's going to cause a big problem so mm. if you can be working at that point in time you can sort of go well you know take on this part-time job and if three years into retirement we've had you know boom years and and we've had you know no recession and and, and no company price drops and and all the rest of it then you can sort of let the part-time job drop away but 
if we do, you know, if you do retire and then everyone's big fear is we have another GFC type event the next year, you've at least got that up your sleeve. So you can then do that part-time work up until you, you've let your, your super balance grow and rebound to, to where it needs to be. So I think it's, it's valuable. It's valuable financially in a couple of different ways and it's valuable emotionally in a couple of different ways. And the, the other thing um, that's worthwhile doing as well, so I, I, I have a number of clients that have, have worked full-time to 64, 65 or 63 and then they're fine. I've told them they've got enough money to retire yeah. and they've actually gone and resigned yeah. from their full-time yeah. job. Yeah. And this has happened to more than one person. Yeah, right. and, and their employers said, oh, really? We never saw this coming. Yeah. Why, why, why is that? Well, I've got enough money to retire and I don't like this, this and this about my job. What if we removed this, this and this, <laughs> yeah. the employer says. Yeah. So all of a sudden, yeah. um, oh, don't really want to work five days a week. Oh, what if we structured it so you could work three days a week? Yeah. So, so in many cases, yeah. these people are staying employed with the same employer under way better work conditions. Yeah. They're... they're, they're they're dirty that they didn't have that conversation <laughs> five years ago. Five, five years before yeah, they that, before a, they actually did. It's very common, isn't it? Where you, you go of your five day work week, most people are spending two days doing stuff they don't really enjoy, and the mm. other three they do enjoy. And so mm. they have that conversation, and the employer goes, "Geez, we don't want to lose you. We don't want to yeah. lose you. We'll drop off the two days of things that you didn't enjoy. Mm. Keep doing that." So, and you're you're right. That happens. It's amazing how regularly that, and, and when it happens mm. to our clients, they're always surprised. They always go, "Geez, we never." Never mm. thought that would happen. And mm. go, well, we see it all the time. And yeah. in the same way that, you know, like I say, the average person in their early 60s is far more employable than, than what they think. Even people who do decide to fully retire, you know, how many times have you had a client who says, I'm fully retired, I'm, I'm retiring. And six months later, you get a phone call, hey, um, I've got this mate who's got this business or, or, you know, I've been doing some volunteer work here and they've asked me to come on on a part-time basis in this role. And the amount, of, the amount of times when you've got a client in retirement that after six months of going fishing and, and doing, all the, doing a bit of travel, they've then ended up without even trying to, they've picked up a little part-time gig somewhere or, or a contract of three months of work here in something that, they, that they're really into. It happens all the time. So... I just, I don't really, I, I think I know why most people in their 60s think that they're not employable, but I guess the good news is that what we've found is that just isn't the case. Most mm. people really are, and most people, if, if you're listening to a podcast about financial planning, you probably are you know, a future-focused person. You're normally probably reliable, you're reasonably intelligent, you've, you've got all these criteria that employers out there are, are, are looking for and, and are really mm. wanting someone who, who can and can come in and do a job for them. So yeah. I think you, you're probably far more employable than what you think. Absolutely. Good place to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.